Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, happy Saturday and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. You know, I always start out the show saying you're a new morning show because every week, thankfully, we have new people who are subscribing to the show. So for those who are subscribing today and listening for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome to your new morning show. And we do have real talk here every Saturday at 10 a.m. We talk about all kinds of subjects. And for the month of March, we've been talking about money. Money issues, we talk, we've been talking about credit, and we've been talking about uh, ways to reduce your debt, and today we will be talking about the financial planning, the importance of it as it relates to how to pay for college. You know, I have been blessed with an opportunity to uh, attend college, and for those of you out there who have, it, it, it is a blessing. And in that, some of us have been left with a lot of debt, a lot of debt in, in terms of figuring out how you're going to pay for it. Uh, when we look at Susie Horman or, or Oprah or different shows out there, it, it has been so much debt that we have been left with that there are strategies and plans to help people to get out of it. And if you Google it, there are a lot of options out there for you. Well, today we're going to talk about the planning aspect of how to ways to get around getting in that situation in the first place. And what I want to say is to first to kind of recognize is college the route that, that you should go. Now I'm a fine fan of education, and I believe it does help. Um, but, however, there are so many options out there. When I was coming up, it was either going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, and there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of opportunities that we knew about to to, to take advantage of. Now they're creating jobs that that didn't exist before, so there are a lot more options for people to get out there and do well in, you know. And so for for some of those uh, positions, it doesn't require a four year degree or eight year degree. It doesn't require a PhD. It, it, some of it, some of them are trade schools, and, and, and your child or you, who you're listening may be the person that trade school is the option for you. There's there a lot of computer um, positions out there where you are in those kinds of environments that doesn't necessarily uh, require you to have a four-year degree, and that may be the route for you. So first, first, just kind of looking at what's the best route for you to take, and if you need to incur such debt. Well, to help me drive in this information and to give you more information about how to pay for college is is a guest that I want to introduce and bring on 
who is Jessica Brown. Now, Jessica Brown is a phenomenal woman, and what she does is provide information and resources to help people to pay for college. Her brand name is College Girl, so let's welcome to the show, Into the Cafe, Brown. Good morning, lady. How are you? Good morning, Soy. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Sipping on my caramel macchiato as I do every Saturday morning. I'm on cup number two. Since I knew I was talking to you and had a younger audience, I had to make sure I was ready for you. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, glad glad you can be on the show. Glad you can be on the show today. Jessica, I started talking. um, I I shared some information with, with the audience and I, I believe you heard it about first recognizing if, if college or trade school may be the, the perfect route for, for someone to take. What's, what's, your, what's your feedback on, on that? Well, personally, you know, my feedback is that families need to begin to learn and understand their child, um, begin to start mm-hmm. talking about early what types of careers and fields that they might potentially want to be in post high school. Um, And then you'll get a better sense of whether my child should go to a four-year school or maybe my child should go to a technical school um, and learn a skill because they don't want to be in a four-year institution. They want to be a hairdresser or, you know, they want to be an entrepreneur. And some of these fields do not require for you to have a four-year degree and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars over that time to achieve something that wasn't really in your heart. You really wanted to be something else that didn't require the education for it. You know, this this reminds me of a kid that that I used to play with, and I I think this show was really revealing my age, but it's all good because I'm proud of it. But this this topic reminds me of a kid I used to play with in in my neighborhood who loved dogs and animals. And when we all went away to school, he he majored in veterinarian science because he wanted to be a vet. However, we, you know, I was raised in, in the urban city of the District of Columbia, and, you know, we we didn't spend money taking care of animals, you know, there. So when, once he graduated, it was a challenge for him to even get a job. So he couldn't even get a job in his field. And I'm sure that people listening can relate to that because that's something that, that's going on um, as well. But he couldn't get a job in, in his field. And so he was having to pay back his, his, his student loans. And I remember that being the first awakening to me that, wow, the debt is real. And yes. eventually, years later, he moved to L.A., and this was like 20 years ago. He ended up moving to L.A. because he learned then that that is where he needed to go because that's where people were spending money, you know, caring for, for animals. But 20 years ago, that wasn't a big thing. So I, I, I see how that, that is important. Yes, it is definitely very important. You know, um, I meet so many families from across the world that, you know, they de- they want to get their child into school. However, they don't know how to fund their child's education or really, like we just talked about, know what their child's interests are to even begin to look into schools to try to fund their education. And my mission here at College Girl is to ensure that these students and families are aware about the programs and policies and strategies that result in making the best informed decisions around financing a college education, because education is not really an expense, but it's an investment. And saying that to say that, you know, Americans now owe more in student loan debt than credit card debt. 
the national student debt now in America is about $1.2 trillion, which is more than the GDP of Australia and New Zealand and some of these other countries across the world. Um, This is an important conversation as students and families need to understand where to start. And it really starts at home. It starts at having these conversations at the dinner table and beginning to plan as a family how to find funding and scholarships or speaking with your employer about how you can invest maybe in a 529 plan or some form of education IRA to begin saving for your child's education. So when that child does turn 18, if they do not want to go the traditional four-year route, um, at least they will have some form of money to begin to make their dreams come true. And that is very important because um, a lot of students, you know, they and parents, they get stuck at a standstill um, with funding. As you know, they can't wait to get these acceptance letters. They get these letters. They get accepted to these schools. They don't really read what's going on. They're just signing their life away. And before you know it, they're in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt, having to move back home with the parents who pushed them out to go to college. And now they're in so much debt that they can't get a job or keep a good job to pay those loans back, which can be a massive amount um, for somebody just graduating from college. Absolutely. You know, I, I want to I just kind of um, j- jump in there to interject to allow uh, some information to come for the parents, you know, talking to the parents at this moment who are trying to get their kids into school, um, who, who realize that education is a great thing and college is a good thing for their child and that they do have a bright future ahead of them, yet how do I get them in and how do I pay? I want to just really um, raise the glass to one, one, my BFF, who has always been an advocate for finding money for college. I'm going to allow uh, – we have Kim Petaway from D.C. who is on the line, and she has – I mean, I mean, go get the money. Kim is, is, is what you can refer her. She's always found a way to get, to get money for her kids in college, and I want to allow her to just share – a comment about some things that she's done and strategies that, that, that she's used to try to get her kids in college. Because I, I realize that it can be um, burdensome for, for parents who don't know, don't know where to start. It's overwhelming. It was overwhelming for me, you know, to kind of read and find scholarships. So we don't allow Kim, a parent who, who's put two kids to school, to um, give her comment. Good morning, Kim. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Soy. Good morning to your host. How are you this morning? Good morning. Um, where do you want me to start, Soy? Just tell. Oh wow. Well, yeah, I just talked about some things that you've done. I, I know you've always looked at scholarships and sat there and did applications, and and used other strategies. What what did you use when you were looking to find? Money for your for your your recent child to to get into school. Well, first of all, without having kids, debt, right? Well, first of all, with both of my kids, you know they're different. Not only are they a male and a female, their work ethic and who they are as people are just different. And as your host stated, you do have to start looking at it early. So what I did is just identified, you know, what they're good at. I identified um, what they like to do. And then what I did, there's actually a website out there that um, has information about scholarships. Like they got scholarships for natural hair. Most people didn't know that. Mm. 
they got scholarships like if you're the only male in your family to go to college. Mm-hmm. They got that. They got scholarships for that. So what I had to do is just I sat down and identified my children, identified what they wanted to do, identified what schools they wanted to go. Then after I did that, I went to um, the education website, and then I just started looking for scholarships. I dug into them. And then also when, when I identified what schools they wanted to go to, I went out to them schools and I started research and started looking for different things for, like, minorities, um, minority women, um, African-American men and different things like that. And I think as parents, that's what we need to do. But the first step for me is like your um, speaker said, was to identify and get ahead of the process. That is very, very important. Indeed, Mm -hmm. you know, it's because you have to begin to create factors that especially are important to you and your family as well. You know, and then once you begin to create those factors and begin to understand those interests, you can indeed find um, what, what your child may want to do with their futures. Yes, exactly. And 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 I think sometimes we as parents, um, we be living through our children, and we want them to do things that we want them to do because we all as parents want our children to have a better quality of life. It's just how it is. It's natural. And so right. every child is not meant to be a doctor. Every child is not an A or B student. You know what I'm saying? Every child is Indeed. not meant to be a, be a lawyer. So I think we as parents, we need to identify that and help them early. But realistically, you know, that's what society has put on us. But realistically, what 18-year-old really knows what they want to do for the rest of their life at 18 years old? Exactly. No one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and we've been programmed. Programs. I was so glad that Soy brought up four-year college rather than trade school. I see so many um, kids, and my kids went to private school. I've struggled to put them through private school for one, for my daughter was so smart for better education. My son, because we grew up in the city, and I necessarily didn't live in the hood. I lived in the suburbs, but he hung out in the hood. It was for protection for him. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what it was. He couldn't right. survive in a public school. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. But it's it's so funny that we are pushing our kids to go to college, to an HBCU or any other Division One college or private parochial school, and to get a business degree. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that might not be what they want to do. And then you're spending a hundred, you let them take out a hundred thousand dollar loan, and they're not even going to reap the benefits of that degree. Yeah, and and with that being said, not just the student is taking out a loan. The parent wants this so much for the child because maybe this might be something that they didn't get a chance to do. Now they're signing their life away on a parent plus loan, you know, and this loan is worth 6.84% in interest. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that that is true. And we, yeah, and and it's really, really gotten out of control. And, And people always ask me, you know, you know, what did you do? And I said, I identified my child, and Soy can attest to this. My son had a full ride to play basketball after doing all this AAU, and he went away to school, and he had a full ride. He called me after his freshman year and said, I don't want to go here no more. I want to transfer to Morehouse. Wow. And wanted, and wanted us to take out student loans for him to go to Morehouse. Soy will tell you, I cried. I struggled with it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I said, you're going to come home, and you're going to go to UDC, and you're going to graduate with no debt. Right. You're getting a business degree. Yeah. I'm 
I'm sorry. And then he told me, I bet you you take out some loans for Candy if she needed. I said, you're right, I probably would. But Candace was going to school to get an engineering degree. Right. It's a total difference. Yes. Total difference. Yes. And he had a scholarship. And, you know, it is important to go where the money is. You know, we may all want to go to Yale and Howard and Morehouse and all those prestigious schools. However, if somebody else is giving me a full ride for the next four years of my life where my parents don't have to have the financial strain of coming up with $30,000 a year, just intuition, you know, I need to go with where that is. And, you know, who's to say that education isn't better than a Morehouse or a Spelman Mm -hmm. or a Yale? Exactly. What you get out of it. I think one of I think one of the important things that has been uh, mentioned here is the 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 importance of communicating with your child. Like both of you have said, identifying and being able to communicate what what their needs are, what their wants are, and what their desires are. And if and if and things will change. So you know, as the, the Kim the college has expressed, things will change. Her child went in a different direction, and they had to take a different route. But the important thing is to be able to communicate and be able to assist your child and lead them. So thank you, Kim, for calling in. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing that. And kudos to you for doing the right thing. And this just shows yes. other parents that it's possible. Even if you, whether you went to school or not, things have changed, you can get out there and lead and direct your child. So thank you for so much for that feedback. We appreciate that, Kim. Continue listening. You're welcome. Yes, and another thing well, that I want to say to the parents briefly is just that, Something to get you guys thinking. Think about the cost of financing your child's education in relation to your own personal financial goals. Because at what cost are you willing to endure for your child to seek a college education? And the answer to this question may potentially postpone your retirement or personal goals. So that is something that the parents should think about, too, their own personal uh, goals that they want to achieve and retire and things of that nature. And that student loan debt and pushing your child through school may affect that. Okay. Awesome, awesome. If you're just tuning in for us, we just went through talking about um, identifying with your child what what their interests, what their needs are, what their desires are, as you help them to first pick the right school. We talked about searching for scholarships and how there is a lot of opportunity out there in scholarships based on what your kids' interests are, based on what schools they're going to attend, what region they are. There are a lot of information out there how you can search for scholarships. Well, let's move on, Jessica, because I I want to get into a little bit of conversation and share some information with not only the parents but the students who are listening as well um, about understanding um, the college cost and and certain things that are available to them. Because I think think that there are – things that people overlook in ways to pay for college. I know that there's grants out there. Um, yes. There are, is work study out there. So let's talk about some of those options that, that are available that may fall into the, the bracket of the um, financial aid packet that, that is not a loan. Right. So with that, I would say financial aid is like first come, first served. Um, in terms of saying that you want to make sure you begin to research those opportunities like Kim was just talking about, those scholarships, getting your scholarship in first, you know, getting your uh, FAFSA in on time so you can qualify 
for more money because when you do things early in the college process, you get an early answer, which is important because you need an early answer to begin to decide on what you want to do. Um, This also allows you more room to find additional funds. And there are scholarships, like Kim said, for anything and everything. There is also money within the financial aid office. If you're not happy with the prospective package that you may have received, you can call and see if you can speak to somebody there that can say, hey, um, this package is not going to work for me. Do you happen to have any additional funds? Because this is my situation. And who knows, you might be able to receive additional funds directly from that institution or the department in which you want to study. If you go to that department and you're a theater major, asking the dean of the theater department, hey, do you guys have any additional funds that I could potentially qualify for? Some of these you don't have to do essays for. It's just a, it's just the power of the act and asking and not being afraid to ask and research and continuously keep applying to these different opportunities. Mm-hmm. What 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 are some things that you think some some pitfalls that people fall into when they're trying to get financial aid that may uh, affect them negatively, like things they just don't think to do that will help their situation besides asking questions? Well, I mean, people just don't do their stuff on time. That's just that's just really what it is. And then when they do do it and they're not happy with what they received, at that time it's too late to negotiate anything. And it's too late to Mm. find a scholarship that can help with that shortfall. Or it might be too close to a deadline where you might not be able to get approved for a private loan within the next couple days of when you need that money to pay your student account. So a pitfall is more so just being lazy and not really being proactive and really staying on top of your finances because people don't think it's really a serious issue until one day the school says, hey, you got to go. And at that time, it's too late to finally begin to figure it out. Mm. Okay. Mm. Being timely, being proactive, and, and staying ahead of your um, finances, and, you know, it, it, it's a lot easier to do now. I just want to kind of put that out there to the parents yes. who are listening who are 40 or 45 north, because I know when we were in school, it was clearly a paper process. And if you didn't right. keep it, your paperwork in hand, stuff got lost. You know, the power of human error, things don't get filed, it's in the wrong folder, you sent your information in, you get there, they don't have it, they go pull yes. your file, it's not there. But now mostly everything is electronic submission, so that, that makes it really easy. You don't have to wait in the mail. You usually get things, um, usually have a, a paper trail that's easy to document. So yes. kind of put that out there. Be timely, be be proactive. Yes. Um, what about savings? Any ways that they could save or uh, use retirement or any other plans that they could consider using that they may get from their employer that may help with financial aid? Well, yes. Like many jobs offer uh, tuition benefits for the employee and their dependents. Um, however, mm. it is important that you do speak to your human resources department and see what they do offer. Some might pay for you to go to a state school the whole way through, or some might just give you $1,000 per class. At the end of the day, it's something more than you had. Um, additionally, um, what parents can begin to do is talk to their, of course, human resources about 
529 plans or um, education IRAs, talking to their financial institutions about maybe different savings accounts. You know, some people like to utilize CDs, and in 10 years when their child is about to go to school, that's when they can break that money out without penalty. Um, So those are definitely different options. Or trying to stay together as a family, you know, speaking with your child and making sure if your child does have their first job or an allowance that you guys are putting some money towards a college account, you know, so the child will be able to use that money to buy books and buy a laptop and different things of that nature. Because while you're in school, college is still very expensive too, depending on the location of the city that you choose. And if you Mm -hmm. have to go travel to get back and forth to home, you know, that's even more of additional expense. So saving early and talking to different financial institutions or your current financial institution on different accounts that might help you save for your child will definitely be beneficial in the long run. You know, there there are um, people who, students, who are very proactive in um, helping as well. Uh, we we have a caller on on the line now who wants to give her feedback as to how she has uh, assisted her parents and 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 making sure that she had money for college. This this phenomenal uh, woman, student in the state of Georgia, has attended undergrad and now in in grad school. She is the dependent of a veteran that also. Um, Contributed to her her educational and educational resources. So I'm going to bring on Tambria Branks to let her give a comment about things that she's done to help assist her in getting through college. Right, Welcome right. to the cafe. Hi, thank Tambria. you, thank you, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you well. Okay, okay. all right, thank you. Um, yes. I have completed my undergrad, now I'm in graduate school, and one thing that helped me to really find money and resources was just to look around locally. Um, as Floyd as, uh, mentioned, um, my dad, was one of my parents was is a veteran, and he was able to um, pass some of his money down to me. Currently, I'm in a United Way IDA program which I told a lot of my friends about, and they were just like, well, I don't know. I don't have the time. And I'm like, you guys don't have the time, but I have to match a certain amount of money, and I end up with $4,000 after I match the money. So it seems like that my generation, I'm 23, we overlook so much. We just think money, money just grows on trees. We, we don't really look at the long-term, you know, effects of what we're doing. And, you know, I do have some student loan debt, but I continuously, I pay on my loan as much as I can to reduce the interest. Um, But as you mentioned, the 529 plan, I have one just set up, and I just add money to it every month. You know, it never hurts to save a little to go towards your education, no matter what it is. Um, But but locally, is the best thing to do is to look at local scholarships, because you never know your... Um, mm, okay. local Greek chapters, you know, they have things. Um, the I don't know if I'm saying the Lion Club. I can't think they have things. Um, libraries, but locally, but you said locally was really your 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 best option to go, right? 
So, mm-hmm. so I want to let people know that that there are local things that they could do to assist in, in, in their um, to help with their aid. So, thank you so mm-hmm. much, Tamara, for sharing that. And kudos no to problem. you. Keep, keep doing, keep doing what what you're doing, and keep listening to the show. Well, before we close out and 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 roll out, I want to let our uh, guest here give some feedback as to where people can get in touch with her at College Girl and where they can get more information. Yes, um, if you guys would like more information on College Girl, you can visit www.collegegirl, and that girl is spelled G-U-R-L dot com. On my website, I have a lot of informative information, videos, as well as blogs that are geared towards paying for college and how to make sure you can minimize debt and default rates. Um, additionally, I have all types of social media handles, Twitter, of course, Instagram, and my Instagram and Twitter are at collegegirlgurljb. Um, I look forward to hearing from you and your support, and my book will be coming out in April, and it's about how to pay for college when you're broke. So thanks again, Soy, for this opportunity. Awesome, awesome. You've been a great guest. Come back anytime. If you missed the show, want to share the show, go to the website www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com You can also find our social media handles right there on the website. Next week for Money Madness all month long for the month of March. Your new morning show it goes down right here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Don't forget to visit the website visit the coffee shop, buy some products and support our sponsors. Until next week you guys. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks for listening.